Thanks for hitting that play button. It's me, Felicia. Welcome back to The Late Bloomers. Uh, today we have Stephen Hoover. I met him because I walked in the room of Matt Sadler's house and he was here and we did the podcast. So take a listen. Thanks. Yeah, simple enough. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to have you on mine too at some point. So Just let me know. We'll have to set it up. Just a beautiful, big, beautiful podcast family. Exactly. Look out, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I'm coming, baby. I'm coming for you. We're going to start Jeez. the coolest podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah screw we're... you, the nerdist. Here comes the <laughs> cool kids. We're the coolest. All right? <laughs> we are the coolest. You promise? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, did he tell you what the podcast is about? Uh, sort of. About... How I'm them. not as good as my parents or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is all just to shame ourselves. It's just to go really bad. Yeah. No, if anything, it's it's to remind you that it's okay that you're not as good as your parents. It's, really, it's like it's like just like dear millennials, we all suck equally. It's okay. It's okay. I watched um, what's the season sorry's TV show again? Master uh, of None. Master of None. I watched the parents episode half of it today. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he got, we uh, do suck. He won an Emmy for writing that episode, I think. I think he won the comedy was, writing Emmy for that. Those are his really real good. parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, which is awesome. I wouldn't trust my Like, mean, I love my parents. Oh, my God. But Not I in front of the camera. Too. I would trust my mom, again, being a theater, theater major, major, like I mentioned earlier. But Steven Sadler. Sadler. Steve Sadler. <laughs> that would be Not a, quite. a disaster. <laughs> or yeah, my dad, my dad is a ham, but... I don't know if the camera would, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it would be a lot. Yeah. It would be one of those things where it's just like, all right, we get, yeah, okay. Right. There right. are a lot of balding middle-aged white actors who can do a bad Boston accent to play. Yeah, <laughs> just get Richard Jenkins. And you, you're yeah. good to go. Oh yeah, actually, it's not bad. <laughs> I actually, could play your dad. You Melanie heard. Sadler and Richard Jenkins as my parents. That's not bad. That's a good yeah, casting call. That is a good casting call, actually. Yeah, my dad reminds me a lot of Don Draper. I know you haven't seen Mad Men. I've seen but... Mad Men. I just haven't seen the whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I my dad actually in the bad and good way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like... yeah <laughs> so your parents are divorced. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah I could see Richard Jenkins playing my dad. Man, this is blowing my mind. How perfect this is. All right, let's well, set it up. Let's do it. We'll Call reach out to him. We'll have a documentary where everything else is real life, but except Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins plays my dad. He's just it's acting a, in it. That would dad. be fantastic. <laughs> it's not scripted. Yeah, but, but my dad is Richard Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Stephen is not drinking alcohol this this month, I'm so not. we couldn't do a favorite alcohol. So we're doing tea. Tea, yeah, we did tea for Timmy too. We did right? tea for Timmy. Yeah, tea for Timmy. I'm sober. I've been sober for 18 days. Killing it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep it going. I was the last two years I've done. I did January last year. The year before I did February, which was the shortest month. Yes, <laughs> you know, the year before yeah. I did February. Last year I did January, and this year I'm like, can I go six months? Can Ooh, I? I want. I'm a like jump. thinking. I was ready for you to be like, can I do January and in February? No, I'm like, I'm feeling better than I have felt in a long time. I will say that I was I was drinking way too much. It was yeah. just like it was you know it was a habit. It was just a. It it was becomes, one of those things. It's e- very easy to do that when you a live in Chicago. A live in Chicago. B do comedy. B do comedy. And C work at a restaurant. Yeah, I'm out all the time. Like I'm always out. You know, it's one of those things where I'm doing shows. I'm out at shows five six nights a week. Yeah. You know, you're just around it yeah. all D- the time. Irish, by the way. D- yeah. yeah. You're Irish. So it's and I'm also Irish. Irish. 
and I've been drinking heavily since I was 15. So that's wow. also... 15? Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's also... What else is yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, uh, yeah, not great. So it, it's chemically just in my brain, like, oh, we like this. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, definitely a dependency. And the thing is, is like, now that I'm two and a half weeks in or whatever... I actually don't crave it anymore. It took me. Probably it takes like me about ten days. Yeah, t- uh, I would say about ten days, something like that, where it is a little weird, where I didn't want to go out. Like, uh, you know, um, that for me is like the the hardest part is like going to a bar and just feeling like I, I yeah. feel guilty hanging out without spending money at this yeah. establishment. Well, or I'm like, how to... do I talk to people without a thing in my hand? I do. I have. Like when I've been at a bar for a show or something, I will buy a soda, which isn't good for you, but it's one of those things that That's I'm just like, too, yeah. you know, I'll, I'm gonna pay two or three bucks to be here. I because just because right. I'm supporting, yeah. I'm supporting the bartender, you know, because yeah, exactly. I'm a server. So it's one of those things yes. where it's like, it's always the worst when you have someone that's just like, no, I'm just having water, and then it's nothing. You yeah. know, yeah. so I'm like, I'm. But that's my drink of choice when I'm not drinking. Yeah, alcohol. that's I would much, honestly, I would rather be unsweet tea. That's something that I will drink unsweet tea, <laughs> but a lot of bars don't have unsweet tea, so uh, okay. I, I'll go soda. We have I have unsweetened tea at our bar. You do? You come in, yeah. Well, you're a restaurant too. Yes, we yeah. Yeah, I gotta go to Happy Camper. I gotta, gotta check go. it out. You gotta check it out. It's great. I know. Oh, it's a real good oh, place. Oh, oh, this is stamp. I tell you what. Have you ever had the pizza in Chicago? <laughs> oh, I tell you. Ah, this. I tell you. Here's this... the thing. A lot of people think it's uh, all this deep dish nonsense. No. Oh, no. It, oh, no. Regular dish. You do regular dishes. You do pan dishes. Short you do dishes, flat dishes. dishes. You do large dishes. dishes. Oh, yeah. All the dishes. What? You guys both work at Happy I no, he, he works at. Uh, a I work deli. at Francis Deli, Francis deli. which is a Jewish deli. We're coming up on eighty years next year nice. since nineteen thirty-eight. Congratulations! Wow. Um, yeah, are, we just passed one year. So oh, nice. Catching up to you. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. Um, I don't. Family know. owned. Uh, three brothers. It used to be the dad. I was gonna say, is their father Francis? Uh, they actually don't know who Francis is, which I find hilarious. Every time someone asks us who Francis is, they're just like. Ah, just, just make something. Just tell him it was. Just make something up. You know, just it was a lady like, back in the day. Okay. We're like, what? All right. So we always. That's one of the bits that we do as servers. Is we always, whenever someone asks who Francis is, we always make up a different thing. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta create little games for yourself sometimes. A lot of the people I work with are comedians, which is funny. Like one girl that I used to work with, she was on main stage at Second City, <laughs> which is just like wow, who? Uh, Eve Kruger. She okay. was she was like uh she was um an understudy and then she oh. got moved up and now she's on Torco. But she uh, taught at Under the Gun Theater for a little bit. Yeah, too. she's okay. great. She's, she's very awesome. funny. And I met her just she was a server with me at Francis and she's so funny. And it was just like I remember when she was on main stage, I went and saw her, I was just like, Holy shit. Like we were just servers together. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> and she had to quit the job because she uh was touring was so around, tight. yeah, and her schedule, right yeah, exactly. I'm just like she's doing the thing. She's like we were just talking she's about. I'm if ready, I, not ready for that moment, but I'm ready. Yeah. to not have to work at a hotel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if if I if I get to a point in my comedy career or acting or making podcasts or whatever where I can just not serve people sandwiches as a living, I will be so happy. Like that would be the, the, the ultimate. Goal. That's success. exactly. Some people think like success is like. A, 
fast car and a big house and a, you know, no. Family. I'd be cool with a one-bedroom apartment and not having to, in like having a job that I enjoy doing. Right. That I, supports yeah. I make me. people laugh and it pays the rent. Exactly. Yeah, How it. awesome is that? Like that sounds like the Everything best. else is just gravy after that. Yeah, exactly. I don't need a lot. You know, yeah, it's, I don't, it's one of yeah. those things where I'm just like, I'm very satisfied with living my life at a certain level and being okay. Like, I don't, I don't need a McMansion or anything. Yeah, I That's feel like, like, I feel yeah. like anytime I get, or people like, you got to get this thing or this cool invention or this yeah. real expensive thing. And at the end of the day, like, like I, I use like five things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like I watch TV. Yeah. Yes, I use my phone, but I don't need a new software update, and I don't need yeah. fancy. You know, I just deleted a it. bunch of stuff on my phone. I watched a documentary about the internet by Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. and I ended up deleting like half the apps on my phone <laughs> just because I was like, I got to get less internet in my life. <laughs> it was is really because crazy. the government is tracking you, or because you are becoming a, a mindless. I was becoming phone. a mindless. Just I would. It was. It's the same thing where it's like I, the quit drinking thing, where I'm just unconsciously consuming content on my phone yeah. where yeah. I would just be pulling it out and just like looking at Snapchats yeah, or strolling through Twitter you know just like not cause I need it's just my brain was unconsciously like reach in your pocket and pull this out and now you're doing this Yeah, you that's, know that's what I do in the morning like I just reach for my phone yeah the I'm, the, internet, I'm bad with that I had too. trouble it's, sleeping last night and in the middle of the night it's like well what am I gonna do I can't sleep I'm like check Facebook yeah it's awful I know it's, why nothing is happening at 4 nothing's happening no, nothing's happening. So I reread things that I had read earlier. <laughs> yeah. The last time that I was bored. Sometimes yeah. I'll like, I'll find myself doing it unconsciously and it'll be, you know, half an hour. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm, and then, and then I'm just late for work. And then I'm like, I'll like pull myself out of it kind of mentally and be like, I'm just sitting in a room looking at a thing, you know, like where yeah. it's, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm right. like, I'm, I'm you're sitting. Not even, it's not even you're looking at it. You're not even like learning things. No, that's the thing. Looking. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. looking at any information that's going to benefit me. I'm not ch- checking out ideas. I'm looking at headlines. I'm, I'm getting angry at politics. You know, I'm doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm doing like. I'm hearing like the opinions of people I've never met. I'm reading and never comments and getting threads. mad about it, and it really doesn't oh, matter. Oh, that's the thing. Really the outrage, the anxiety that it gives me. I'm just like, I need to cool this. I need to cool it off. Like, you know, it's. I don't know. It was one of those things that I was just getting too sucked in, and I'm. I'm trying to I'm trying to scale back. I'm trying to pull back on these things that were unconscious decisions that I was just doing out of habit. You know, I'm trying to be more deliberate with the way I'm spending my time and more deliberate with the things that I'm choosing to put in my head. You yeah. know, whether that's chemical dependency or internet, you know, just like that conscious I mean that's like you a know content yeah exactly as well, yeah. exactly so I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we do without thinking about it that is probably not like the default now is do unhealthy things for oh for now. sure it's a pleasure it's a pleasure center it, I mean that's yeah. all it's the immediate pleasure yeah because it's it comes from the idea of boredom I feel like you know where it's just like I'm, I'm not doing anything oh right. now I'm on my phone I no and now longer I'm have doing to slaughter something. the pig to make the bacon for mm-hmm. dinner and just like put it in the microwave yeah exactly. now what do I do with my spare time yeah I go to Jimmy John's it right. takes 30 seconds for right. them to make and me a sandwich and now my spare time you know yeah I just now, I, now I'm looking through Twitter right. for an hour a day for what you know and an hour is like that's saying 
that's like not a lot compared to what it might have been mm-hmm. you know just which is bad it just got to a place where i'm just like what am i doing i'm not doing anything to further myself i'm just uh, it might i might as well be playing video games you know it's mm-hmm. the same yeah. it felt like the same thing i feel like once humans get a hold of something like they figure something out and they make it easier because that's what society's all about yeah. is like making certain things easier then we're bored and we just need to like make the world more complicated yeah you know what i mean like okay we figured out how economies work now let's introduce credit cards and just like yeah let people rack up ridiculous amounts oh. of debt and see what happens you know because we're bored and we need to make it more complicated and just for th- funsies just for yeah. funsies and the yeah. thing is with that stuff it's also like there are business interests for these people that are profiting off of us having an easier life or yeah. the idea oh, of an yeah. easier life as far as like there is an interest in us thinking oh i i don't have time to cook i'm gonna go and buy a sandwich or i'm gonna you know what i mean like we're online exactly yeah i'm gonna go on grubhub and do that you know there's someone that's like look how easy we can make your life if you just there's a fee on it now now i'm wasting my you know my work hours that i had put in in a job that i don't like you know (laughs) as a server to to uh which is i'm there doing those hours to build money and now i'm like like racking up these points and spending these points on a thing just because i'm trying to make my life easy you know it's it was a weird cycle where i'm just like i need to break this a little bit you know i need to figure out a there's there's got to be a different way to do this (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't know that kind of reminded me of the black mirror episode where he was like racking up points Oh that? yeah, which one was that? Um, I think the, that was the uh, second season, or no, the second episode of the first season. I've not Re- remind seen me about it again. I've it. seen it. Um, there's about. one dude here. He started. Oh, the cyclist to try and yeah, yeah, and it's like the American Idol thing, and he's just racking up points throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's like how I think about money because it's like <laughs> it's all digital now, so yeah, I never is, see any. No, of it. There is no money. It never passes through your hands. Exactly, it's all just like points on a screen that I've put in this you know i have right. the bank and i i rack up these points and i'm mm-hmm. just i mean even credit cards it's like spend money on this and get points you yeah. know like yeah, that's what a credit card is it's yeah, like they've made spending they, money into a game yeah exactly it's like you can get fifty thousand points if you spend three thousand dollars in three months it's right. like, it's like I, I want that. Fi- yeah i want fifty thousand points oh yeah i can make a flight i can do one flight <laughs> you <Right>. know <laughs> I'll get a free flight for yeah, being in debt and pay yeah. interest for like three years. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm in. Good. Yeah, I have some credit card debt. If you guys <laughs> have, I Stop spending points. You I, don't I have, want man. the points. I want the miles. All right, I want those miles, baby. I'm almost at a free flight. If I just spend a little bit more, no, you get a free yeah. flight. Oh, you're such a sucker. And if they are. Like, money, is, money is just like a number on a screen now. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. people who, uh, the bankers, like the people who watch over the money, they, they're, they're just like rigging how we count the yeah, numbers Yeah, how on the we screen. count the numbers. It's a series like, of ones and zeros. They're just like, oh, hey, let me risk your numbers. And yeah. if it works yes. out, I'll profit. And if it doesn't, then you uh, still have you'll pay numbers. me back as yeah. a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get 0.001% interest on us. You right. know, like, <laughs> you can make 10 cents in a year. You know, <laughs> it's like... Good. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, and you're like, cool wow, that. that's awesome. You're mm-hmm. just gonna give me money for nothing. All I have to do is give you all my money. Yeah. And you'll <laughs> put it in. You'll money? give me an extra penny. Well, we all know banks don't collapse, you guys. Come on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're I, too I big to fail. Yeah. Too, too. 
Too, is this a conspiracy theory podcast? I was, like, I was getting terrified. I was <laughs> yeah. like, guys, I came to laugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had too much tea. No. It's the tea. <laughs> it's actually really good. It is really good. Who makes mm-hmm. this tea? Who's sponsoring the tea pod? Today's, today's podcast is brought to you in part by Celestial tea. Seasonings Tea. Specifically the watermelon lime zinger. The zing. Zing, 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 zing. You got the sweet, and then you got the little bite of the lime. <gasps> like the candy, first there's sweet, or first there's sour, and then there's sweet. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Warheads. Oh, yeah. Were you guys oh. big on warheads? Did you ever I, have yeah, those? Oh, yeah, that, that stuff was like, was, much like cigarettes are cash in prison, warheads were, were cash in they third were grade. They I were was, currency when I was in third grade. We yeah. used... <laughs> I thought you were going to say in prison. I was like, what? That's your third grade. Yeah, yeah. I, I, did some things. I did some things that I'm, I'm not proud of. Oh, man. You did what you had to do to survive while you were on the inside. That's what you had to do, Sadler. Oh, no. Uh, anyway. Oh, you spilled. So how have you been blooming? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, thanks so much for having having a now. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is nice. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm sorry to go into conspiracy theory mode right off the bat, but... I mean, you know... If there's one thing you know about me, it's that I love a good conspiracy <laughs> theory, so... Well, I'm just officially uh, meeting Felicia. So this is this is her first impression of me is who the fuck is this guy? This is the guy commenting on the internet all the time, huh? This is the this is him in real life. This is the (laughs) yeah, exactly. I block people like me on Facebook. That's 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 what I do for. Well, now you don't have to because you're gonna stop using Facebook. Well, that's true. I well, I can't because it's comedy. Right. I'm tempted to delete. I was talking about this. I totally would if it wasn't for promoting shows. Yeah. I I I deleted the app from my phone. Yeah. Thinking I wouldn't go on Facebook, and now I just go on my web browser on my phone. Yeah. Every day. Every day. I deleted Twitter, the app, on my phone, but I still go on on my computer. But like, it's Mm. one of those. I've deleted Twitter and I deleted Snapchat, so I'm just like, those are gone. I still have Facebook though. I but think I, we do little lies to ourselves to make us feel good in the moment. Where we're like, mm-hmm. now I've taken this out of my life, but really. Right. Yeah. I still think about it. Sometimes I'll be on the bus and I'll be like, I'll pull out my phone and I'll be like, oh, I can't scroll through Twitter. You know, yeah. like, because I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I don't have it. It's weird. Uh, it's, it's in, it's, now it's in my brain. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's amazing how addicted you are to something and you like, I can't imagine living without this. And like five it's, years ago, you, you didn't even know what it was. It wasn't even a yeah, thing. It, wasn't, it wasn't didn't exist. Like I it, wonder what it was our parents, or what our parents thought about, like, oh, I'm missing out on this. Yeah, what were th- What was their thing? Because, I mean, eventually, it, their day, you had to be, like, if someone wasn't at their phone in their house at, like, yeah. 7 o'clock, you just wouldn't know where they were. Well, I you would know? S- my parents were probably around my age, around, like, 19... 19- 80. My my dad is it's thirty five year years older than me. Okay. So that would is so that an old like, dad? Is that considered an think, old dad? I think that's a fairly that's a, like a, a regular old dad. Uh, I think it's it's certainly old for the Midwest. Um, yeah. What about your parents? At my age, they were probably about or minus my age, they were thirty two. So they were thirty two when they had you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad was twenty nine and my mom was thirty one. And I was thinking about this when you asked me to be on the podcast. I am the age right now and in the time of year yeah. where like my mom just got pregnant with me with my yeah. dad and I'm the same age as my dad was at the time. 
So like I'm at the I'm exact point in my life where so my can dad we was like grandkids soon. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have a kid, <laughs> you know, which is crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine someone telling me that right now at yeah. this point in my life. It, you know, mm-hmm. it that would be such. That would be that would be a, I mean obviously a complete life changer. But he'd yeah. been married. I mean it was an idea that they were. I mean it was obviously on their tablet of like we're doing this uh-huh. in, in Florida at that time. Or? Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, my uh, my mom grew up uh, in my hometown, Vero Beach, where I'm from. Uh, I'm actually fourth generation Vero Beach, so not I many didn't know people, people had been there that <laughs> long. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, They've been there for a long time, my family. Uh, fourth generation. So We're talking like Seminole Nation, like pre-America, Like Spaniards. early 1900s. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I knew my great-grandparents. When, when did Florida become a state? Because it's not one of the 13 originals, but it's like eight, 1800s. Uh, I told mid, you. Mid, I, we early. talked about this. I don't know You don't know anything stuff. about... I don't know. Not even your state. Not even my... I know Tallahassee is the capital. Okay. And you know, I think it was Rubio like 1851. I want to say 1851. Google it. Oh yeah, oh, don't 1851. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going that's with. That's what I'm here for. I'm yeah, Googler. Because we were part of. Because we were in the Civil War, but it was like cows and alligators and stuff. There weren't people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we weren't really doing anything. We're losing. The South is losing. Send more cows and alligators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm fourth generation from my little hometown, and my mom grew up there. My dad's from Orlando, um, but he's lived in Florida his whole life too. So that's kind of like, for me to move to Chicago was a was a big deal. You know, it was like a big thing where it's I, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm I I have no plans of going back. <laughs> like, it's weird because I went home for Christmas. And you see this place that you that I've grown up and I live there. You know. 20 years or whatever and I just think there's nothing here for me yeah. this is not I can't there, like whatever I want to do in my life is it's just not here I wouldn't be able to do it yeah you know but, it's hard to tell you tell that to your parents when that's been their whole life exactly their parents life yeah so they're like I don't know how to help you and also why would you want to leave this yeah and it, there's always those little like oh you, you might come back someday and I'm just like I don't think I will <laughs> you know, Sorry like to break the chain. Yeah, but. exactly. Like you know, you might, and I'm just like, I don't know. I have no desire. Like I'll, I'll visit you guys, but I, it just doesn't seem like. Yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not interesting to me. I don't know. Uh, 1845, by the way. 1845. Well, I was pretty close. You're pretty close. Uh, but your family has not yeah. been there that long. They were Mm-mm. okay. No, no, it was early 1900s. Um, but they were uh, they owned groves, so they it was citrus. They were cit- citrus farmers. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so like grapefruits and oranges and stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard that they grow those down there. Yeah, that was the spot. That's what uh, that's what my family did. My great grandfather started, and then my grandfather did after that. And then he had all girls, so then that ended. <laughs> <laughs> it died with him there. Yeah, exactly. But I remember going to the groves when I was a kid. Like he, they still had them when I was a kid. And then I think early two thousands, they uh, it kind of the citrus industry really went down the tubes. There was like a lot of hurricanes and stuff, and it really kind of messed everything up. And there was a lot of development going on in Florida at the time, as far as like yeah. condos and hotels, you know, that whole thing. And right. and so then it just kind of well, like California. I mean, the valley was 
all orange groves. Yeah. When LA was first founded, and now. There's oh wow! Not, yeah. There's not. I mean, there's literally no nature yeah. at all. I mean, it's it is blocks and blocks of blocks of houses and, and yeah. street corners where it's just a grid of houses for the entire valley. But that used yeah. to be all these orange groves. Well, it's interesting because like my family, I think we i think my grandfather i'm not sure exactly when it was it was early 2000s when he like was done with that he sold off the groves leased them out or whatever they did and uh then like in my hometown you know like i said there was a lot of development happening up until you know the crash in 2007 uh the housing market crashed right and so then you go around my hometown and there are just like unfinished uh developments you know like it's one of those places where there's just there'll be like a fence or like a wall built around a place where there were supposed to be houses mm -hmm. and it's just like there might be a model home you know and like arrested development style <laughs> where it's just there's a model home and then there's just nothing else it's, it was super weird you know those were the houses they were building. They were going these, to build. These, like these yeah. terrible mortgages. This exactly. Was, they cleared out all these groves. Used to be groves, and now it's just an empty kind of used yeah. to, yeah, an empty, like, whole neighborhood. It should be a neighborhood, and it's just nothing. It's super weird. And it's still there 10 years later, you know? <laughs> it's very, so it's eerie to go home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that that's, that that's weird. But it's... Uh, I don't know it's just you know you go somewhere that you grew up whenever I go home I feel like I fall into the same tendencies of when I was a kid you know it's that that feeling of like oh I'm at my parents house I'm in my old room my high school you know you see some high school friends mm -hmm. you know you they have an idea of you that you might you aren't and you aren't even necessarily that person anymore yeah mm -hmm. at all yeah at all like and, I'm not interested and I'm in the sure same my things. high school friends are also not the same people but to oh, me yeah. that's who they are yeah exactly they have an idea of who you are and you know I've lived I've been in Chicago for four years now I'm a whole like I've became an adult in Chicago <laughs> you know I'm a whole different person yeah. I have a whole different lifestyle and a whole different thing and it's just it's just different I wouldn't call your lifestyle adult but it's not an adult lifestyle. No. Adultish. I wouldn't say that. But I've become an adult in that I've chosen a lifestyle. Exactly. That of a child. <laughs> that, that of a child lifestyle. Exactly. What are your parents' occupations? Um, they're both in sales. My dad sells elevators. Um, and my mom is in advertising. Oh, he, he's a salivator, is he? He's a salivator. <laughs> he's a salivator. <laughs> This That's is what he does. This is a, a, a late bloomer slash. It's also about word wordplay. Wordplay. I love puns here. Wordplay. Um, my dad sells elevators. He's worked for the same company for 30 years. Uh, so he got out of college. Uh, he spent about a year, like, I think he was, like, working as a doorman and, like, a, maybe, a, like, a bartender or something. And then he got this job, and he's been with the same company for 30 years. He, uh... They're called, they used to be Miami Elevator, now they're ThyssenKrupp Elevator. And um, they stationed him in West Palm Beach, so he moved from Tallahassee to West Palm Beach. And um, then I think he might have been a little, I mean, a little younger than me, 27-ish, 26. I'm not really sure the timeline, but they said, we want to open up a branch in Vero Beach. Would you move up there and be like the branch manager? And he was like, all right, so, sure. You know, it's like an upgrade. He never really 
been to this place. It's like a very small town back then. So he moves there, uh, and that's where he met my mom, and then I came to be Knocked alive. Her up accidentally. Yeah. And had to... Oh, shotgun wedding. <laughs> my grandpa <laughs> was like, you're married her. You're doing it. Uh, I'm joking, we but was, was it accidentally? No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, no. That's exactly no, it, no it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was It was planned. I was planned, okay, guys? That's from right. what I've been told. From Are you what... an only child? I have a younger brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a younger brother whose name is McGuire. Is McGuire. It, is it really? Yeah, he's an Irishman. <laughs> 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 he still has the accent, which is super weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a younger brother. Is he still in Florida? Uh, he actually lives in Colorado right now. Um, he uh, the Hoover boys branching out. I know, like going four out. generations. Exactly. And we're just like, and they're like, we should have girls. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> they would have stayed. Yeah, they would have stayed. They probably would have. Because some of the girls in my family are still there. So <laughs> maybe that's true. It's weird because I grew up, it was such a small town. And, like, I, of course, my mom grew up there. And her three sisters, or her two sisters live there. She's part of the three. And, uh, I grew up, like, with my cousins, like, we were all brothers and sisters. You know, we were together every day kind of deal. We would go to my grandmother's house and be, and that was, like, all right, we're all here, you know? So that was where that was. <laughs> the Everybody Loves Raymond family. Exactly. It pretty much was, that was my dad's favorite show, was Everybody Loves Raymond, which, looking back, the fact that, like, <laughs> The in-laws were over all the time, and it annoyed the shit out of him. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know of... why he liked it so much, but yeah. he just somehow identified with that Ray character. I don't mm -hmm. know why. He's like, Ray is such an idiot. Ray is... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's so weird, because like, my parents, they still live in Vero. You know, my dad's had the same job for 30 years. My mom, she, she, start, she was a, started her own business... A, it, like a small little cable company like she was she was I don't want to say access like a cable access but it she used to like host a talk show and uh, she would make these little advertisements like local commercials it was called her talk show was called TCTV which is Treasure Coast Television or no that was the station and she was the host of Treasure Coast Live so they would have like the flagship a, show yeah exactly so they would ha it was the flagship show for sure and uh, it was like a little talk show. I mean, it looked, it was, it was a talk show. It was, it had the desk. It had like, it almost looked like Between Two Ferns, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the reference point of what it was. And she would interview like local people, you know, that kind of thing. And her biggest, <laughs> I think her biggest get was Adam West. They had Adam West on the show one time who was Batman. Uh, people don't, don't know. Um, but apparently Adam West was, he was like hitting on my mom and my dad didn't like it. <laughs> Dude, that, that man could have been your stepdad. Yeah, like, I know. Oh I could have had, you know, it could have happened. Yeah. Could have been, could have been a thing. Back. Yeah. Uh, now your mom doing uh, local access television, was she more uh, understanding that when you wanted to get into like comedy? Oh and yeah. Stuff like that? Well, my mom, she was always very supportive of that and she still is. It's one of those things where, um, like when I was, I, I want to say, I might have been 15, uh, I went to this summer camp, uh, which she found on the internet, um, New York Film Academy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You ever hear about that? Mm-hmm. I also did. You yes. did the New York. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so I did that. They had the same time. They had, they had one in Orlando, uh, like Universal Studios uh, in Orlando. Ours was at the Harvard campus in Cambridge, Massachusetts. There you go. That was the Boston area. Yeah. So I I did that and uh, I loved it. I I got to make a short film and I remember I just was shooting stuff on my camera all the time and. I bought editing equipment for my computer. You know, I had like a Adobe Access. Or, it was like a. It wasn't Adobe Premiere. Like it wasn't the full thing. It was like a student version of it, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, we had that. And I remember I would had a. I would just edit these little things together on my computer all the time. It was when I was, I just wanted to be a director. You know, that was that was my goal. But it was always comedic. It was always like comedy based. So. Yeah, I guess she definitely encouraged that side, you know, similar to your situation <laughs> that yeah. we were talking about earlier. That's, I mean, that's how people get into comedy: is a supportive mother and a and a, and a distant, <laughs> father. distant father, yeah, and an Irish father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my parents got divorced when I was in ninth grade, so yeah, that was probably was this. Uh, because of Adam West? I was or? just thinking that. I didn't <laughs> want to bring it up. I didn't want to open up on you. You guys, Adam West is my stepdad. <laughs> I knew uh, it. <laughs> Can we get yeah. him on the podcast? I, <laughs> he's a very, he's got, he's got a very hard contract. A lot of loop. You got to go through a lot of loopholes. I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so my parents got divorced when I was, I can't, I have either 14 or 15. It was the end of ninth grade, I remember. So I guess I was 15. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then I just became a hellion. <laughs> like I did the whole typical like rebel against everything and was just a total maniac. But yeah, that, I guess that led me down this path a little bit. <laughs> you know? If only my parents like... had loved each other more. Exactly. I wouldn't be living this you know? terrible lifestyle. We all have our... We all have our thing. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. something that happened to everyone. You know, we all have our trauma, I feel like. And it depends on whatever it is. It's going to be different levels for everyone, but there's always a thing. You know, I remember when my parents got divorced, I felt like my whole life to that point had been, like, fiction. Like, it didn't feel real anymore, which was a super weird feeling. You know, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, this was all bullshit. Like, this was all made up. Yeah. Like, these are just two people. You know, it would I, it was like fallen idols kind of thing. You okay. know, it was one of those when I was just like, oh shit, oh fuck. You know, like. So it, did you feel like like, my mom is not my mom, or would it like, or they just felt more human, or what? Uh, it was like the first time in my life that I realized that my parents were just like adult. They were just people. You yeah. know, they were just like mm-hmm. it humanized them immensely in my mind. Um as far as like instead of like taking their word as bond you know kind of thing and i don't know if that's late development like whatever as far as like yeah. figuring that like out 15? yeah yeah you should have figured it out by yeah then. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. i didn't figure it out until i was like 17 18 i'm still yeah. waiting to figure it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is like it's a weird though because i do feel like that's a certain part of of like growing up is figuring out that your parents are just regular people who they're just people the like us that are just yeah. like oh but shit the problem i have kids is, now like my both my parents were very smart got degrees and yeah and, and my dad you know uh got a master's and uh has done very well and my mom quit a very high-paying job to to raise us and they like 
both were in their 30s by the time they met and had established themselves yeah. in this great life. You know what I mean? So, like, in some ways, they really, it's not like, oh, you were faking the whole time. It's like, oh, no, they're, like, the real deal. And it just yeah. makes me feel even worse. Yeah. That yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone I talk to, they're like, yeah. And then I realize, like, oh, my parents are just, like, these very, you know. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent, the older I get and the more I talk to them, the more I understand that. Yeah. But there is still a certain, like, mystique about, I don't know, my, I, I, I feel like you might feel more like a um, uh, peer to your parents maybe now? Now I do. Yeah. I, it's weird because, like, as far as my mom goes, I feel like I have to, like, help her and protect her. You know, it's like I'm very protective over my mom. Like, I have to help her. I feel like I have to help her out a lot. But then my dad, I'm like, oh, he's got it. He's doing his own thing. Whereas I'm just, you know, he's he's more of like a friend now. You know, mm-hmm. like it's one of those things where he's not necessarily a peer. Like he's still, you know, my dad. But it's one of those things where it's just like he can take our relationship himself. is different. Yeah, exactly. He's got his own thing going on. Like I just think of him as like he's a guy that has his own thing going on that happens to be my dad. Yeah. You know, like... Um, but my mom, I'm, I'm, like, conscious to trying to, like, make sure she's all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of how that is, I guess. But, Makes sense. Yeah. Well, my dad's remarried and my mom is not. So I guess maybe that's another Why reason. Why you also feel like you have to take care Yeah, of exactly. So I'm just, like, my dad's, I feel like my dad is just, like, he's a guy that has his own life going on. Right, yeah. he's doing his own thing. It's gonna be Frank Hoover doing his own thing, and my mom. It's like, I feel like I still have to be like, all right, how's Janie? How's she doing? You're gonna be okay. Like when she comes to visit me in the city, I'm always worried when she's off on her own. I'm like, all right, I gotta make sure she's gonna be, okay. you know, like make sure your phone's on. exactly, on. you know, like are you gonna, you know, it's a big city. It's gonna, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm pretty protective, I guess. Because my girlfriend has brought that up to me where she's like, you're so protective over your mom. And, I'm just, and she's like, it's endearing, but, it, you know, it's one of those things that's, you know, it's just how I how I react to that person. Yeah. My mom's such a badass. That's not really an issue. Yeah. Walking alone in the city, it's not really she's, I mean, the thing is, problem. is like, my mom's completely fine. It's a it's a thing with me. It's, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, not, it's not necessarily she's a helpless lady or anything. You know, she's completely fine. She's, you know, she's a well-established person in our hometown she does a lot she you know runs like a uh a thing it's called like downtown or main street vero beach where they put on festivals and do all this stuff like she you know she basically runs her own business again she went the corporate way for a while because whoever her own business that she used to have the tctv um, got bought out by a bunch of different companies. So she went the corporate route for a while. And then probably five years ago, she just said, I'm done with this. Like, I hate this. I'm going to do my own thing. And she quit. And um, she opened up, like, uh, her own basic, basically her own advertising agency in Vero. Nice. So like she's you know she's a strong lady. It's just an it's just a. I think yeah, it this doesn't with, sound like a lady who needs your direction. No, exactly, not at all. I think it goes with what you're saying about trauma. How everybody has their trauma, which shapes them into who they are. And yeah, um, maybe it could have been just when there was a divorce, you just felt like you had to I don't know, protect yeah. your mom, and especially because your dad's married. Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah, so it's one. I it's definitely 
something that's been for you know it yeah. uh, makes sense that it would come from that kind of thing but yeah I don't know it's interesting to see the way their lives have turned out because for me I it, like I saw them build up to a point where like they built a house together they did this whole thing and then it all just went away and it was like oh this whole thing that they were building that they were doing it's it's oh it's done like it doesn't you know like that didn't mean anything now it's just a it's an old you know it's a weird thing it's so for me it was like one of those things where it's like well i don't want to do that i don't want to go down that path you know so i don't know if that's what led me to do like a more non-conventional lifestyle of like i'm gonna do comedy i'm gonna go do this thing you know i'm gonna live i'm gonna live how i want instead of like how i think i should or how people think i should that's great. Do you yeah. think you ever compare yourselves to like either your mom or your dad? Or? Definitely. Um, I mean, for sure. I, I think I'm more so my dad probably. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm just like, I feel like it's more that I want them to know that I'm all right. Like, you know, like I can yeah. take care of myself. Like you don't have to worry that I'm, you know, in a ditch or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm okay. Like I'm, but, um, I don't know, like, I think they spent their life, like, trying to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing, you know, and I'm just not interested in that, you know, and it's hard, it's hard for maybe my dad to realize that, I think, because he has an idea of how he lived his life, and he sees that he's been successful in certain areas, and he wants that for his kids, you know, and my brother and I are on completely different paths, you know, (laughs) we're just like, we just aren't interested in that. Classic but, McGuire. I know, classic McGuire. Yeah, my brother, he's just, he works at a resort and he's like a s- snowboarder. <laughs> like, he just like goes snowboarding living every day. His life. Yeah, exactly. Just living it up. 24 years old, I think. Yeah, 24. I mean, you're 24. Is there, yeah. is there anything, is there anything, is there anything you, you need to be doing more than that? Than snowboarding? Right. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I know, I should go visit him and just go do that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Mm-hmm. He can visit you and take an improv class. Yeah, exactly. He's like, this shit's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I took him to an improv show once and he's just like, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, not for you. It's okay. It's not for everybody. No. Yeah, it has to be the right show. <laughs> it really does. It's funny when people go and see it and they judge all improv based on it. And I'm like, yeah. when you see an open mic, right. you don't yeah. compare that to like, yeah. a real Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, there are bad TV shows. You don't just like hate television. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, improv, like the whole point of it is that there's no safety net. And yeah. it could be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Just a you know changed I mean? it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been part of both of those. I am. Yeah. As if I am. <laughs> One more than the other. (laughs) You decide which one. When my parents uh, are in town, it is definitely the worst. (laughs) And then they always miss the good ones. It's so funny because my parents, they saw me when I was first starting stand-up and stuff, uh, like back in Florida, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was I was basically doing like a Daniel Tosh impression on stage. Like it was dirty. It was bad. It was it was not you know Daniel Tosh and like Anthony Jeselnik. 
And so they really have, like, I've, they've seen me here and there, but they really haven't seen me perform in, like, four years, mm-hmm. you know? So it's one of those things where now I'm so much more competent and so much, you know, it would be a totally different experience for them to see me now in, instead of, like, how they think of it sometimes where it's, like, me doing it for three months and just not knowing what's happening, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it was funny because, like, some of my dad's extended family – I guess his wife's family, they were asking me about it. And they were just like, so, so do you, do you do like the dirty stuff? Still? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, like I don't no, know. Yeah, no. yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Like I, I, it, you saw me when I was very, very green, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was, it was just interesting because it's, it's like I said, I grew up in a place where none of this stuff is accessible. You know, it's it's a whole different... It's what you see on TV. You know, it's not a real-life thing. So, to move to Chicago and do something like this is... Out of, it was out of the realm of possibility for a lot of people. Especially people who live their life in such a conservative way of, like, I've had the same job for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, I'm counting down to retirement. 10 years, and I'll... You know, 10 years. 10... You know, I feel like every time I go home, my dad's counting down. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, Check in 10 years, I'll have this, you know, uh, my wife, she'll have, you know, she'll get uh, her pension in 10 years, another 10 years, and then she'll get, you know, this. And it's just like, all right, yeah, keep, um, you know, that's your goal. That's your life. That's your thing. That's how they're get raised. After that, it. That's what they believe is like the goal of life and what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. And it's. Yeah. yeah. Whereas our generation knows that the goal of life is to be famous. <laughs> well, I'm working on that. Yeah, duh. I know. I've been thinking about writing a one-man show just called Stephen Hoover Will Never Be Famous. I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would watch the crap. <laughs> yeah. And then when you become famous, you'll be like, you got to see this video. Yeah. <laughs> he will never be famous. Right. Yeah. And then when you're not famous, you'll be like, man, that's Stephen that, Hoover. God, he was spot on. What a prophet. Yeah, he was spot and on. And the other person will be like, who? And they'll be like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, well, wait till I die. Then they'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. True artists never appreciated in their time. Mm-hmm. I'm the Van Gogh of the Chicago improv scene. I have one ear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm dead. <laughs> that's why I haven't seen that side. Yeah, exactly. You haven't looked on the other side of my head. It's a, it's a sensitive set. It's one of my other traumas in life. <laughs> was... Uh, <laughs> when I lost my ear. Exactly. That night was intense. Yeah. And that's why you stopped drinking. Exactly. Like, it was like, oh, I've been drinking too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I cut my own ear off. That was mm-hmm. dumb. It healed fast. Yeah. I mean. Good doc. Good. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. yeah. Obama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can I get some more of that tea? This? Of course. This stuff is delicious. Real good. What else do we talk about? Just uh, how how disappointing I am to everybody <laughs> yeah, in my life. Much. Is there anything else you uh, that we skipped around and missed? Or yeah, I don't know. What I mean, I have no idea. Was that all right? <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I love it. Just talking about where your parents were at their yeah. age, and that's such a interesting story because the last couple of people I've had on the show. Just had different stories. Yeah, like in a that's in, in a bad way or like in no, a good way. In a good way. Yeah, I will say it's interesting I that you're, you're the, I, the first person we've really talked to about divorce. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about it a lot recently for some because 
when I did go home for Christmas, a lot of the questions, because my girlfriend and I, we've been together for a little over three years now, and a lot of the questions from my family were just like, so, uh, you guys, uh, you thinking uh, maybe uh, you can uh, propose or get a little married or something? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why, why would I do that? <laughs> like, why would that be, why would we do that? Like, you're almost 30. It's, yeah, it's, it's time. My time. friends are getting married. Like, you know, I'm two of my friends are engaged. One of my other friends, he's been married for two years now. Like, and I was in his wedding. You know, so it's mm. like coming around uh, that point in my And like I said, I'm the age my dad was when, like, he would have found out that my mom was pregnant with me. Which is an interest. you know, it's like, psychologically, it's... It's super interesting to see where we were at different times. Because for me, I'm just like, I think the divorce thing, it, it, I see it in marriage has never been a goal of mine in my life. And I think that a lot of, and I think that that boils down to a reason why a lot of people live their lives in that generation you mm-hmm. know especially in my parents generation it was like what do you do you get out of college you get a job you get married you have kids you know or for where i'm from anyway mm-hmm. because my dad has said to me a lot of times you know since i've been doing this like oh like back in my day we didn't have the opportunity to do that you know that kind of thing and it's like there were comedians when you yeah. were growing, you know, like... So, someone they, held you at, yeah, like, gunpoint when you got married? You know, it's like, we didn't, oh, we, you know, I, we never got to do that, you know, that kind of, and yeah. it's just like, no one told you, you you know, you no just... said you couldn't do it. You believed in a certain template of how to live your life, and you bought into it. And that's, I feel like that's a, you know, like I said earlier, I'm trying to consciously think about the way I want to live my life more, you know, it's, whether it comes from the phone or the non-drinking or whatever. And it's, you know, there's certain templates that are out there for your life, like the graduate college, get a job, get married, have kids, get turn 40, have a midlife crisis, you know, <laughs> you know, dude, you know, realize you've wasted your youth. Uh, <laughs> no, you're going to die someday. You know, like it's a, and now and you know you see it and now I see it where he's just like yeah 10 more years 10 more years man it's just like I'm happy you're living the way that you want to I feel like he's living the way he wants to live but it's not a way that I would I personally you don't feel like counting down towards your your own death exactly it's like (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm just like I'm happy you're you know like I said they're doing their own things you know so it's I can't control the way they live, and I don't want them to control the way I live. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, that's, I don't know. It's, it's affected my psychology a lot. I think about the way I think about life was, uh, definitely my upbringing. And my parents' divorce was a huge thing for me psychologically, I think, that really just, like, kind of put everything on its axis. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you turned into. Marriage is a sham. This is well. I'm a man. <laughs> this is you supposed know, to be forever. Now I'm yeah. Now I'm fucked up. I'm drinking all the time. I'm you know smoking. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm doing everything that's like you know now I'm a typical Florida idiot. You yeah. know <laughs> like so you know <laughs> and it could I could have I could have easily gone down that path <laughs> you know but um 
yeah, I don't know. I think I had a good group of friends, honestly. I had a very, I have a very tight knit group of friends. Thank you. And oh, you're not. Uh, me. It oh, wasn't this you, is Sadler. I have a very tight... We'll edit that out. Yeah. No, please keep that in. I'm just going to put that on repeat as my uh, phone. That'll be your ring, yeah, ring my tone ringtone. Be, when I, whenever I call Not you. you. Not you. <laughs> Not you. I have a very tight-knit group of friends who... We went, to, we went to elementary, middle school, high school, and college together. Like, we were very tight. And we didn't let each other, like, fall behind. Like, you know, because there are a lot of people that were, like that fell off you know that we knew that got into drugs or got into whatever and all of us were like oh you're going to college oh, i'm going to college oh you're gonna you're gonna graduate oh i'm graduating i'm doing this oh you're gonna do that oh i'm gonna do do this oh you got a good job like i'm gonna do that you know like and it's i feel like we still like i have a group text with them that's like a constant group text there's like 12 of us in it <laughs> you know it's like one of those things and nice. we're always checking in and stuff and i feel like that helped me a lot just where my parents failed as parents (laughs) because they went through a lot of trauma in their you know in their own relationship where it was like when their lives changed drastically at that point neither of them were really there mentally so I was kind of on my own you know Mm -hmm. and so it was one of those things where I don't know it was it's just a interesting way to grow up (laughs) but I have no idea. It feels kind of typical, but I, I don't know if it is or it isn't, <laughs> you know? As we just stare at you. <laughs> I know, as I sip my tea. No, I think it's wonderful. I think it's your own story, and it's made you into who you are today. And um, That was a great perspective, and I think that'll be this will be a really fun episode to hear. Well, I hope so. I hope it doesn't bump too many people out. <laughs> I think because I feel like I've gotten will, better. <laughs> no, I think the only part that'll bump people out is the beginning. Oh, like the conspiracy, conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> uh, and I just watched um, No Brennan's special, Three Mics. Oh, I did too. God, so that inspired me good. so much. After watching that, I was like, I could do a one man show. I've yeah. honestly thought about it, like the last because I watched it yesterday, and now I'm just like, oh shit. Like, I can do comedy and then do, like, the storytelling part. And then I could have, like, sketches in the background. And I'm like, in six months, I could have a one-man show. And then I was thinking about this because you gave me this premise of of this podcast when he asked me to be on it. I'm like, at my age, my dad was going to have a kid. You know, like, what am I building my life towards? Like, a show. Like, you know, like, (laughs) you know, it would be like me birthing my own thing into into life. That's your child. Here's your your grandkid. Exactly. It's my one-man show. Stephen Hoover will never be famous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know. That Neil Brennan thing was amazing. I really liked it a lot. I watched it this morning, and I just loved how vulnerable he was and how honest it was. It's on Netflix. It just came out yesterday. It's really good. Yeah, he has three microphones. In one of the mics, he does one-liners. In the other mic, he does stand-up. And then the middle one is just called emotional. It's middle up front, and he just tells his story. Yeah, it's deep, man. It's good. You'd love it. Yeah, you'd really like it. If you like this podcast, (laughs) you would really like the Neil Brennan show. Thanks for having me. Nice, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to write all this stuff down so I can do it on stage. <laughs> we, can, we can play you it back you, also, you. you could just listen to it later. Nah, you know, <laughs> I just, I really it. want a transcript. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said on that podcast. If only somebody had recorded it. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Damn it. it. All 
All right, well, everybody late. I don't know what's happening to my mouth today. I haven't talked to anybody since, until I came here and talked to you. Isn't yeah, that crazy how that happens? just stays in her house, doesn't speak to anyone, <laughs> and then comes and does a podcast. I do that yeah. all the time. It's one of those things. I think it's a comedian thing where I'll like not leave the house until 6 p.m. sometimes, and yeah. I'll just yeah. be... Like, the first words I say that day will be, like, into a microphone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's super hey, weird. like, I've prepped myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, boy. Ugh, I'm going to get it together. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. That was Late Boomers. Yeah, Steven, thanks for having thanks for me. Being on. Yeah. Sadler, thanks for being producer. Oh, love you, Felicia. <laughs> I love you guys, too. Love you. Bye.